Hey, I'm Sam Lovato, and this is the... <laughs> I just want to have to mess with Sam. Hey, it's Wednesday, May 17th. Thank you for tuning in to another week of the podcast that gives you the most honest viewpoints on the week's hottest sports topics. Top Topics? Topics? Uh, this is episode 97 of the Chasing Points podcast. I am Brandon. This is Sam. Welcome back. We're back. Sam, welcome you back. How are you doing, bud? Hey, man. Living my best life, as the kids would say, right? God, living wow. the dream. What's I up, man? How are you? I don't know what dream these kids are living nowadays. They're too crazy, so I can't tell you. Uh, but I'm good. I'm good, man. And I'm glad you're living whatever dream you're living. We're so. here, man. We're here. That's all yeah. we can talk about, right? That's, that's, that's for sure. Uh, and uh, I mean, that's not, you know, we're going to talk about a lot today. Uh, because we got to catch up on a certain things because we were out last week. So let's just dive right into it, Sam. Let's go. NBA lottery pick is today when we're recording, which would be Tuesday. So you will know by the time you hear this podcast who has won the Wimbanyama draft. All right. The Wemby sweepstakes. Yes. The, I would never call it that, but what Sam said. So Sam wrote up and, and built out this beautiful draft odds that are on a, is on our Instagram page. So please go check that out. Shout out to Sam's on that. So he has the draft odds up there, and I'm going to give the top five draft odds. So the first three, Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio, have a 14% chance of winning this. Charlotte has a 12.5% chance, and Portland has a 10.5% chance. Sam, who do you have taken this? Well, this is really a foolish exercise, because every time we do something like this, we're we wrong fail. on Wednesday yeah. morning. But here's the thing. I've thought the whole time, I just have this feeling he's going to be a San Antonio Spur. I've thought this for months. I just picture him in the black and silver, if you will, of of San Antonio. I don't know. I, who who knows? We're guessing here. It's a lottery ticket, right? Uh, they do have, they're tied for the, the biggest draft odds, as you mentioned, with 14%. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take that, man. I'll, I'll okay. go there. I'm going Portland because I just want Dame Lillard to get all that he deserves. Oh, uh, that would be absolutely phenomenal. And if if Portland doesn't get it, then... Portland just shipped Dame Lillard out <laughs> just now. Just trade him now. They uh, go ahead. They do have a good luck charm. What's Brandon that? Roy, our boy Brandon Roy, is headed to New York to be on the stage tonight to represent Portland. That is so. phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Um, yeah, that's a Brandon Roy. Uh, there, I've been seeing a lot of things on Twitter of what player would you have liked to seen uh, with no injuries like finish their career out? Oh yeah. And my mind just started racing. Brandon Roy, Derek Rose, uh, Penny, uh, Grant Hill, Penny, Grant Hill, something, uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, J- Jason Williams, uh, Duke mm-hmm. Jason Williams. Like I would have loved to see his career pan out. Like so, there's there's some people that I really, really, absolutely love to see. But that's a whole other topic for another day. Um, but a topic that we are on right now. It is prime time. NBA playoff basketball. It is the bubble 2.0. The reason why I say that it is literally the exact same teams that were in the bubble when everything was locked down during COVID, which is the Lakers, Nuggets, Heat, Celtics. What do we do to deserve this thing all over again? I don't know, but I'm very, 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 very happy that we have that. So 
before we get into the preview for the Western Conference Finals, because it starts tonight when we're recording this, uh, but you will already see the results of the Lakers Nuggets. Sam, we haven't spoken about it since we weren't here. The semifinals concluded uh, when we were away. What were your thoughts of the semifinals? I mean, Denver just annihilated Phoenix, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, Denver can win in their house, but they went to Phoenix and just took care of business there. And, um, you know, a lot of questions around the league post-semifinals, conference semifinals, if you will. But um, I think this Denver team's really good. But then at the, you know, at the same time, the Lakers took care of, took care of those Warriors too. Um, just wild. Uh, just a, it was a fun West. If we're just going conference by conference, well, the entire playoff run's been been so much fun to watch. But um, you know, it's yeah, it's just been, it's been fun to watch. And uh, I can't say you know, there's the the people doubting Denver, um, myself included, a little bit less now, but still, it's um, they're they're playing really good basketball, and uh, Jokic is is certainly that that guy and he's a problem. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's my, if we'll start with the, the nuggets and Lakers matchup or before that, it was, it was just a fun series to watch. LeBron is incredible. I could, my mind's racing. I could go in so many different parts. Well, where do you want to start here? <laughs> um, first off, don't mind me. I'm just over here snacking. So Sam is watching me chew my life away on some yeah, clean like, what's snacks. What's going on here? I'm Alyssa Cranberry. It's, it's, it's cranberry flavor, some chias and flaxseed, you know, just out here getting healthy snacks on. Be healthy, people. Anyway, semifinals, Western Conference. Uh, I know we spoke about the Steph Curry effect, yeah. which is it's hard to go against Steph Curry, but it's also hard to go against LeBron James. Uh, Either way of choosing that series is, was extremely hard, but that, again, I will, I will keep pointing back to it because it's been the strength of them thus far in the playoffs. That trade, or the trade deadline, uh, was gold for the Lakers because they came into this as a play-in team, which, honestly, I still think their seeding wasn't even right for what they were, but, it, I mean, it is what it is for the games they played. But to start out, what was it, 2-12? and 12? To start off the season, um, was it two and twelve or two and twenty or something like that? It was two and twelve or something like that. Some crazy number that they didn't. They just did terrible to start off the season. But I think it's two and twelve. Um, to now be in the conference finals and having to go, LeBron going through essentially his his hometown brother Steph Curry and his his nemesis on the court. And being able to beat the Golden State Warriors, it wasn't just LeBron. And that's the crazy part about it all. And I think that needs to be talked about more and more and more and more. AD showed up. And this is what LeBron wanted the whole time. As he knew he's getting up there in age, he wanted this to be AD's team. To have it go through AD, have this be him, right? And LeBron just play the the supporting uh the, the Robin, essentially, in this case, right? And I know a lot of people are going to think that's blasphemous for me saying LeBron James, one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest player of all time, is playing Robin. Yes, he's this is his 20th season. He's definitely lost a step, but he's still LeBron. Like He still can dissect the game like no other. Uh, but what Anthony Davis has done in being healthy, like I, I don't think anybody has questioned 
Anthony Davis healthy, Lakers can win anything. And they did that. Uh, but it it also helped that Jordan Poole didn't show up. I was going to say that the team around Steph was not, they may all still be there from, the, you know, and, and adding Jordan Poole and, and some other pieces from this, you know, dynasty, if you will, but they didn't show up. Clay was the epitome of hit or miss, right? Like he has a huge game. What was a game two? And then the last game he had like a under 10 points. So it's like, you know, that, that supporting cast, if you will, not all of them did show up. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Do not be surprised if the Warriors end up moving Jordan Poole. Cause what I'm hearing more and more now is that the reason that altercation happened with him and Draymond was ever since Jordan Poole got paid, he hasn't been the same player that he was prior to that. And it's rubbing everybody wrong way. Draymond had, uh, you know, on his podcast, he mentioned pretty much everybody but Jordan Poole. Uh, that was the one name he did not mention. Uh, and a lot of you could see when Jordan Poole took some long distance shots, teammates throwing up their hands, Steve Kerr throwing up their hands. So that's interesting. I don't know what happens with Clay. I don't know what happens with Draymond, but that'll be interesting. But then to the flip side, the Nuggets beat the brakes off of the Suns. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, they still have a, 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 a Amber Alert out for him uh, trying to find out where he is because the Joker babied him through that and he went missing. Yeah. So can't find him right now. And then the gutting of to get KD, like they're going to have to retool this offseason to build around them, but they lost huge pieces. And that was something that we talked about. Uh, that was that could hit or miss. And then Chris Paul, my favorite point guard uh, of this generation how he went down, which is it's a repeat thing. It's a repeat offender. Unfortunately, his hamstring, his body doesn't hold up to the end of the season. He's also lost a step. He took the backseat to Devin Booker or whatnot. So uh, I, I don't want to take that away from the Joker and, and, and Murray because Murray's back. And we talked about when Murray was not there and when he returned, what this team could be. And, and here we are. Yeah. Western Conference Finals, Lakers, Nuggets. First game is tonight, as I mentioned, when we're recording this uh, on Tuesday uh, at 8.30 p.m. The next game is game two is 5.18. Next game is 5.20. And the game four is 5.22. These are all 8.30 p.m. Every game (laughs) for these conference finals are all 8.30 p.m. As if people do not have to sleep uh, and work (laughs) in the next day. It's cool. It's great. I'm going to miss a lot of it. But key matchups. That I want to touch base with you, Sam. Number one, AD versus the Joker. I think this is the most pivotal matchup, period, in this whole series. Because the Joker has been unstoppable. And depending on what AD we get, this could be a battle. But I don't even know if that's he's able to stop the Joker. The Joker has turned himself into an NBA superstar. Not... Out, out forth to the public, but in amongst the ballers, he is a superstar. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about that. What do you think about that matchup first before we get to the next one? Yeah, I mean, we, we've been saying this whole year. We've been saying for years since AD came to the Lakers, right? It's he is he is that piece. It all goes through him. And you made your points about 
LeBron taking a back seat, and that's kind of, that was that's by design, right? And back seat is it's comical because he is still he's showing that being in the league twenty years and at age thirty eight, thirty nine, like he is still on top of on top of his game. And even though the step, you know, he may have taken steps back as as far as what he can do he's still as smart of a player as they come and he puts his team and himself in a position to to get the most out of everyone um but yeah with ad it's he will continue it will continue to be like the success of this team they need him on the court they need him focused they need him playing well and if he can be that primary option and then set up for you know you mention all the great trades that they made some some really good bench pieces starters role players like they're all having their moments here um it, it's going to be it's going to be important i i think almost like you just let joker do what he does and just you know i don't know if it's going to, if if anyone could stop him like pkd could but I just don't know we're going to get that Anthony Davis. I don't know if we necessarily need the Anthony Davis in the series. You just need I him to. I think not. when I say we, I mean the Lakers do. Yeah. I, I think they absolutely need that because it starts. He is the the piece, the chess piece of all chess pieces here. Uh, yeah. That's... Because if that before when the Lakers played them last uh, in the bubble, it was they had Dwight Howard. They had AD, they had uh, JaVel McGee, they had big bodies to keep throwing at Jokic, but I, I don't, they just have AD, and then they have like Mo Bamba, who hasn't played at all this playoffs, yeah. so I don't, I don't know how they're going to wear him down, and you saw what he did to DeAndre Ayton, he just moved him around, like, get out my way, you're nothing. Um, another piece to this, Sam, is is Murray. Like we've talked, we've talked about him and when he returned and what he's done since he's returned has been absolutely phenomenal. So who on the Lakers is stopping him? Because if you have to worry about Joker, I feel like the way that you can kind of beat the Nuggets is let Joker get his, but take Murray out. But my question well, is, who right. takes Murray out? I, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, a concerted effort there. Um, I mean, Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder's been playing well. You know, he's he's pain in the butt. Uh, and I say that with the utmost respect for, you know, as a perimeter defender, you're, you're just going to have to get just continued, like, big minutes. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves. You're going to have to get, you know, all these guys playing well and, and just moments from... Again, we we kind of questioned. I I know I I probably questioned it more than you. Like, yeah, we the team the Lakers got more talented, but Ken Rui Hachimura, like, this is like the biggest games he's ever played in, right? Like, how's that going to you know? How's he going to stand up to that? Jared Vanderbilt, you know, uh, you mentioned Mo Bamba's not a. I don't even think he's got. I haven't. He if he's on the off. floor, I haven't seen him. You know, so. But you've you've had guys like uh, I'm just looking at the last box score. Like Austin Reeves played almost 40 minutes. You know you're gonna have to get it from uh, from these guys, and uh, in order to win, it's just it's gonna be what what needs to happen here. It, it can't just be LeBron. Like this is not a 28 year old LeBron willing his team to you know 
willing his team to victory thing. It's it, it needs to be like a an effort from everybody. But I'm not like I think the Nuggets are a better team, and they certainly have the the chemistry. They've been together. This core has been together a lot longer, right? I mean, Murray hasn't played as much recently, but he's been hurt. But him, Porter Jr., uh, of course, Jokic, you know, even Aaron Gordon's been on the team for a couple of years now. Like, they have played together. They have great coaching. I just, I don't, I, I, I kind of laughed when LeBron was, it was right after the All-Star break when LeBron was like, this is the most important 20-something games of my life kind of thing. They haven't lost a home game since, you know, they've, they've played really like there's something I'm, I'm into it. Like I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm rooting for this Laker team, even though I, I think the Nuggets are definitely a better team. Well, you said something that I wanted to touch on real quick. And I mean, you, you basically answered my next question, which was the bench versus the bench. So thank you for jumping ahead. You jerk. Uh, so because I can read your mind. With, with yeah. that said, no, you can read because <laughs> it says it right there. You can't read my mind. I don't read you the notes. Read. Oh, oh okay, right. <laughs> um, the point that you said that these guys haven't been there before. Um, well, these guys that you mentioned and the Ruri Hashimura's, the Austin Reeves, uh, the Vanderbilts have never been in the playoffs. Period. So everything that they experience yeah. is something they haven't been there for. Uh, but that doesn't mean that these guys won't get that experience and aren't around there. I mean, when you practice with greatness every single day, it doesn't matter where you've been before. If you're practicing harder than than you are in the actual game, playing in a game, like it's completely different. Like we we know this. This is it, it, as an athlete, you practice hard as hell. So when it comes to game time, it's easy work. So I mean, you're being around LeBron, and and I've I've watched analysts talk about how LeBron essentially is kind of like the, 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 the dad of the team. Right. And, and they, they want to do it for him and, and push through. Like that's a different type of story that we've heard is normally LeBron carrying to your point. Uh, so I, I like this new dynamic of seeing these younger guys and they're meshing well, like this is one of the better teams that LeBron's played with because it's now a deep bench and these guys can score, even though they're young and may not have the experience, they're giving it their all. And I think that's all anybody can ever ask for. So with that being said, Sam, who do you have? I have to say, I'm, I just kind of hinted to it. I'm going to say the Lakers again. It's, I would not be surprised if the Nuggets just took care of business, but I don't think it, I, I don't think this Laker team will make it easy on them. That said, there's been Laker teams, there's been LeBron teams where the, the the surrounding pieces don't buy in, and it's LeBron is frustrated beyond all belief, and rightfully so, right? He expects his team to be at a certain level. I think this Laker team has bought in. I think these quote-unquote kids, you know, the, the pieces we just talked about, these good players, like, they've bought in. So I'm going to say Lakers. I got the Nuggets after Sam said all that. <laughs> that Fair is enough. It's, it's just as simple as that. I got the Nuggets. Let's go to the Eastern Conference, uh, the semifinals. We had the Heat against your Knicks. Uh, I Jimmy Butler was Jimmy Butler. I mean, he he kind of didn't really – it kind of cooled down a little bit once he had that ankle injury, uh, rolling his foot on uh, Josh Hart's uh, foot, uh, which was obviously accidental. But the Heat team, 
a bunch, a team made of a bunch of undrafted players, going back to what you were just saying about the Lakers, a bunch of undrafted players playing the way that they're playing. And I, I can't give enough credit to Eric Spolster and what he does every single year. If he's not one of the greatest coaches that you've ever seen, I, I don't know what you're watching because he's had the best of the best and he's had no name guys undrafted and he's still getting it done. And he has, it's always that heat mentality that always seeps through. But while I say that, and and obviously the heat won, I got to give love to the only person that I'm going to give love to on the Knicks. And that's Jalen Brunson, because he's the only one that showed up. I, I watched, Fair. I watched RJ Barrett. Uh, cry when he heard about Stephen A. Smith talking about him. But, dude, Stephen A. Smith was 100% accurate about you. You didn't show up. That's been the knock on you for a while. You don't show up. Julius Randle needs yeah. to be gone. I don't care if I'm not a Knicks fan, but I'm a basketball fan. Julius Randle does not need to be on the Knicks because his attitude, his demeanor brings the whole goddamn team down, and you can see it over and over and over again. When R.J. Barrett... When R.J. Bear is struggling, you don't go and get, uh, what's his name, off the, the bench to play? Why well, can't I think it was Fournette, who can shoot his lights out? You go and have Fournier. him. Fournier, yeah. there you go. You have him. You can't. You don't put him in to play any minutes at all. You have Derrick Rose, who I love and mentioned earlier. But Derrick Rose is just eating up a, a spot that you can put somebody else there. When Julius Randle's not playing well and putting his head down and doing all that, who do you think you can put in instead? Some guy that is is from the New York area uh, that has family from Middletown is around this. He jumps out the gym. I mean, uh, what's his name, Sam? Um, uh, Light skinned, uh, can dunk over everybody, catch alley oops, and is uh, the energy of the Knicks when he comes off the bench and play better than Randall? You're the Knicks fan. Um, you don't know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. I I was trying to set up my next point, so I wasn't listening to your point. Wow! Wasted wow. your energy here. I said, said something about because the Sam Knicks suck it. I don't want to talk about it. Knicks deserve it now. They they deserve it because they deserve all of it, it, man. There's one you just they mentioned it. it. I yeah, agree with you. Because of you, they deserve it because of you now. Because after I went through all of that, oh, you I'm the, I'm the reason of thirty years you're of like uh, no, just confidence right now. Right now, this oh, season, well, you're a jerk. You're a jerk. Anyway, who were you talking about? Also, well, no, you lost me the. Family in Middletown can jump out of the gym. Obi? Yes. He's got family in Middletown? Yes. He's hmm. from the area. I didn't know yes. that. Yes. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway. Shout out so to you Middletown. Have that happening. <laughs> then you have the Sixers, who continue to choke. It, the process is a worn out, long, drawn oh, out geez. process. The process is the broken. The process didn't work. The process, process didn't work. Process is broken. It's broken. Uh, that's what it is. And I and Joel Embiid is is you finally get the MVP, and then you don't call for the ball. You don't demand the ball. James Harden is out here giving up the ball left and right. Like he's he's older, washed. And I can't say too much bad about James Harden because two games, two games in that series were won because of James Harden. That's I, fair. I, I, I can't go completely in on him. I know the last game he was absolutely terrible, but two games were won sheerly by his performance. Like he he willed the team on his own when Joel was hurt and inching his way back in. Joel comes back in and does really nothing. You're the MVP and you do nothing. And then in game seven, it clearly in game wasn't seven, 
Game I'm seven. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not moment. giving him not a damn thing because he's never healthy, and neither is James Harden. I'm never giving well, that's either why of the process didn't work. You got the 100 percentile outcome of Joel Embiid. He went third overall. He wasn't healthy. Every other pick you had was garbage. You traded the rights to get. Uh, you traded up to get Markel Fultz, and you left Jason Tatum right there. I mean, it's it, it's. The process didn't work. It was more about collecting draft picks than it was trying to like actually put together a a winning product. Drafted but, Mikael Bridges and traded him. The hometown kid whose yeah. mother worked in the building. His mother worked him. in the yeah yeah. You traded the him. This didn't work. We're going. Doesn't work. But yeah, you do all that and then you let Jason Tatum drop fifty on yeah. you, and I then. Doc Rivers gets fired for this, as if it's Doc yeah. Rivers' fault that the team doesn't show up. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, his record in big games doesn't help. But I texted you right after that loss, and I, I you agreed. I was just like, Doc's taking the fall for this. Yep, of course. You know, it's of just, course. it's just, it's not going it to be James, and it's not going to be Embiid. It's definitely not going to be Embiid. Yeah, so. and James is James is all but gone. So like, I, I don't know. I, wait, don't don't be surprised if he stays with Darren Morey, and don't be surprised if, if Dan Tony ends up being the Sixers coach. Do not be surprised. Well, that'd be something. Connection. That would be stupid. But whatever. Let's get to the Eastern Conference Finals now. So we we painted the picture. You got the Heat. You got the Celtics. Game one is. Well, I don't on. think you really painted the Celtics picture. You're more painted the 76ers. I didn't picture, need to. The Celtics are back props. Where they were. Tatum, They're man. Tatum played well despite the. Uh, inefficiencies of his head coach and uh you know the rest of that team jason tatum's a man man that that was a fun performance that was a big i mean that was a big game seven performance that was that was fun to watch and i'm a knicks fan and i hate boston sam big just moment. said what i said i said he dropped 50 it's we painted the picture first game game one may 17th game two may 19th game three May 21st, game four, May 23rd. Again, all 8.30 p.m. You just talked about Tatum. I talked about Jimmy at the top of this. This is a key matchup, even though it probably will be Jalen Brunson that guards Jimmy Butler because he normally guards the best players on the team to free up Tatum offensively. But Jaylen, that bro. Matchup, Yeah, you know what I meant. Anyway, anyway, Sam, you I'm a. Ooh. What do you think is going to happen with Jimmy and Tatum here? Who do you think is going to to tip the scale here? I know, like a lot of people are like, "Well, the bubble didn't count." Like, bubble, blah blah blah. But like, bubble Jimmy was scary as hell, and like the Jimmy Butler on one ankle that we've seen, just even after you know, has is still like is willing this team of like undrafted dudes, as you mentioned. I can't. I watched most of this series. I can't name like this rotation you know it's like don't even know who's out there but he's that said i i think the celtics team is just better i think they're a more complete team to reference what we said about the nuggets too they've been this core has been playing together a very long time they have really good pieces that they've added like the sixth man of the year and you know and they still got you know marcus smart and robert williams and um and Malcolm Brogdon, the sixth man of the year there. So it's like, I just think the Celtics seems better, but like, I it's it's fun to watch Jimmy Butler. Um, it'll be a fun matchup to see these two guys go uh, go head to head there. So um, 
Well, yeah. I'll I don't know this. if I answered your question, but uh, and you you did you did in your own way, and I like it. Uh, the Celtics are great. Uh, I I agree with you. The Celtics are the better team here, um, and there's no debate for me in that. But when I watch how the Heat play, it doesn't matter where they are. They beat the number one overall seed. Totally. They then beat the Knicks, who were a higher seed in on paper should have beat them. And now they're going against the Celtics who are the number two overall seed, right? They're two. Yeah. Um, I, you, you have the Kyle Lowry's of the team who's worked his way back into playing shape from being injured. Bam Adebayo finally showed up, especially in that last series. And it was like, ah, this is the Bam that we've been, I've been waiting to see. I can't speak for everybody else, but the Bam I've been waiting to see, uh, you have the the Martins uh, on the team. You have the the Duncans who who can come out and space the floor and at least put up shots. Even though Duncan Shelly Duncan has not really done too much. Uh, you at said Shelly Duncan. Yeah, I'm calling him Shelly Duncan because that's, that's funny. What reminds me that's of. really funny. That's what he reminds me of. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you got that. That was really good because <laughs> uh, that's what he reminds me of. Uh, but it, it, Do you see my face? We got to play this. Yeah, back. I know. Like Shelly Duncan, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, I refer to him as that all the time because I'd be That's like, really it, funny. Time yeah. play is just like uh, you guys you couldn't even play. play him last year. I mean, yeah. we were on here talking about what a liability Duncan Robinson is. Yes, on the yes. court, and now I mean, with Hero having a broken hand, you, you he's got to be out there. Better he's off having Hero running around circles, just like out one there. Hand, times, one hand, one hand out there. Yeah. One hand. But I, I think I, I feel that th- those are the people that are going to have to step up. Um, but but going to the Celtics, uh, the impact that uh, Jalen Brown uh, can have here, because I think he is the key factor of this all. And I and honestly, and has as he's been, it I know Tatum just dropped fifty, and he can have those type of games. But if we're talking about overall performance from the beginning of the playoffs to now, Jalen has played better. He's absolutely have played better. And it doesn't get talked about because it gets overshadowed when when uh, Tatum goes in and goes off and drops that like that because he is one yeah. of the best players. But but if it's not for Brown's activity, performance, defense throughout most of it, uh, they're not where they are. And the Celtics have had a roller coaster of a playoffs, which has been kind of their MO since this team has been assembled. Uh, so with that being said, Sam, what is your thought on Jalen? And then give me who your pick is right away. I was one of my uh, one of my fraternity brothers. who's a huge Celtics fan. I think he has season tickets. Like he's he's been at every big Boston uh, game this playoff run. And we were talking about Jalen Brown because Tate, as you mentioned, Tatum is the more talented player. I don't think there's any denying that. But what what Brown does is really important. As long as he's not traveling with the ball in his hand, dribbling with the ball, because he is his touch. And I said to my buddy, I'm like, his touch is atrocious, man. <laughs> and but driving to the lane, doing every setting up for Tatum and and some of the other guys, like what he does is really important. Um, yeah, with that, uh, I'm I'm picking the Celtics again. I I would not doubt a huge Jimmy Butler performance. He uh, he shows up in the playoffs. Otherwise, he's just you know can just be a, a, an an your average all star. But 
Uh, that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Boston in the series. I as also. You chew. I I had to. Uh, I I also have the Celtics. There's no way, yeah. no doubt in my mind, Celtics. Um, but that being said, John Morant. The name that I didn't think I was going to hear this offseason. The name I didn't think I was going to hear before game seven of the Celtics Sixers game. The name I didn't think I was going to hear on Mother's Day. By the way, since we weren't here, shout out to all the moms. Preach. Happy Mother's Day, mamas. We hear John Morant. And I saw the crazy thing is, Sam. Before all the media outlets. Because you know how good I am, how quick I am when I find this stuff out. I send it right away. And I'm quicker normally than, than Bleacher Report, ESPN. As soon as it hits Twitter and it comes across my feed because I'm all sports, I send it's it in right in my out. inbox. Yeah, it's right there. I, I, don't, I don't play. And I saw this video. One of my buddies, that's an Eagles fan, we, he, he tweets a lot of sports stuff too. He was like, man, it's, he's like, it's over for Ja. And he said that. I said... <laughs> it's over for Ja. I said, uh-oh, let me go see what's trending right now. Type in Ja Morant. First thing I see is a video of him and his homies riding out and him toting a gun. And I say to myself, this kid hasn't learned. Because to be fair, he didn't do anything illegal. He did not. But you are the face and one of the faces in the NBA. You're the face of Powerade. You're now one of the faces of Nike with your signature shoe. Uh, you're definitely uh, the future of basketball and highly respected amongst your peers in basketball. And yet, you go and put yourself in a predicament again where you're flashing a gun for whatever reason to show whoever you're cool or you're down or whatever the case may be. And now you're going to deal with some type of suspension. I don't know how long the suspension is. I've heard 16 games. I've heard 25 games. I've heard uh, a year to to now really try to prove a point to him. Um, I'm not here to play judge and jury. That's that's what Adam Silver is going to do. He's going to give the numbers. But for me, as a huge fan of his, basketball-wise, I don't know what needs to be done. I don't know who needs to be spoken to. That includes his father, uh, who, who as always at the game, is his best friend, dapping him up, doing all this stuff. Uh, I don't know what has to be done his mother. That's not my responsibility. That's a family talk that needs to happen. But this young man is about to screw up a bag. And he may screw up one of the greatest careers. And immediately when I saw this, I said, this is going to be one of the craziest 30 for 30s that we'd ever see if he continues to go down this path. I pray he has more than enough time to turn this around. Hopefully he does it before something actually bad happens. Because something bad is you play stupid game, you win stupid prizes. And he's right on that path. And that's all I have to say. I don't want to be too harsh and too overcritical. I want to also save space for you. Yeah, no, but we, I mean, we criticized this. Uh, it's just crazy. What in a X amount of time, four months, three, four months, the second time he was suspended. He went through some kind of rehabilitation process 
which is again his own business and the league's business and the the Grizzlies business but he sat down with Adam Silver and I get you mentioned the accolades where he's at in his career and about if he didn't already he already signed the the extension right the rookie extension so like he's it's just yeah it's a, it's a really sad story it it's sad that it's happening again I'm not going to comment too much more just because we don't know, but I just don't know what what you're proving and who you're proving it to. You're already one of the faces of the NBA and one of the most popular athletes in this country. I don't understand what you what more you need to do. Um, but you know, again, it's he just lives in a world that is not familiar to you and I, and um, uh, even even more me. And I, you know, so just. Yeah, I, I just hope this is, I hope the light flashes before his eyes kind of thing, because as you mentioned, the 30 for 30 is going to be sad, but true. I mean, you've seen this happen with athletes real quick. Drugs get involved, crime gets involved, all this other stuff comes to mind. And, and you know, you hate to see the talent wasted here because here's a dude from Murray State that went second overall behind uh, in front of RJ Barrett, who was the household name and is just is is shining and it's 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 at it's his own undoing you know yeah we'll we'll revisit that as as we find out what what sure. uh the uh terms and conditions of this suspension is going to be uh as he's removed from there but we'll just go real quick uh to the coaches that are have been fired since we've been gone and i already started off before mentioning that doc rivers was let go uh on tuesday uh during the day um Coach uh, Bud, a championship coach, which I found it also to be funny. As soon as he was uh, let go from the Bucks, Dame Lillard said, it's crazy how teams are letting go championship coaches. Uh, Monty Williams, as soon as, as soon as the Suns were done, he was fired. And then Nick Nurse was fired in Toronto. But that one was... Out of all of these, I saw that one more than anything because it was kind of the writing on the wall. They've been ready to break that down for a while. Doc was yeah. kind of impending on what was going to Those happen. Those didn't here. surprise me. Those two that you yeah. just mentioned, Doc and Nick Nurse. Yeah, no, yeah. no. But Coach Bud surprised me because they had just won a championship. And then Monty, they were just in the finals not too long ago. But this is also new ownership, and this is not their guy. And we see this all the time. If it's not their guy, not the person, yeah, they don't really care. They don't have a relationship. They traded it's everything for guy. Kevin Durant too. Yep, yep, so. absolutely. Um, so we'll 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 come back to see where because I'm sure there'll be more moving pieces. Uh, we'll come back and, and see where these coaches land because I'm sure they will not be without a job for too long. Um, let's go right to boxing. Real cool this weekend. Um, what I absolutely, absolutely love is a phenomenal fighter, one of my favorite fighters, uh, the undisputed lightweight champion, Devin Haney, is fighting Vasily Lomachenko, uh, who used to be the undisputed lightweight champ. Uh, if you don't know about him or his story, uh, he also, during this uh, conflict between Russia and Ukraine, he went back to Ukraine, his home, and fought in the war that was going on. And then after things started to die down, he came back to boxing. Like, I'm just going to stop my professional boxing career 
and I'm going to go fight for my country and I'm going to come back after survived and all that crazy about that. But this fight happens on Saturday, May 20th at 10 p.m. Eastern. Sam, I want you to know how pissed off I am because I'm going to be at a wedding and I can't watch this. And I've been waiting to watch this fight because this fight Haney has been calling for this fight for years. And Lomachenko essentially almost has been ducking him. And now here's the chance. and I won't be able to see it. I'm going to try to sneak and watch it on my phone. But Sam, if there's a boxing match that you should watch, I don't know if you watched the Javante Davis. I don't think you did. Uh, nope. Ryan Garcia fight. I told you. You tell this me what to watch. I'm there. Let's go. Watch I'll be this. watching. Watch, watch this. Definitely watch What's this. on, like ESPN well Plus, Showtime kind of thing? Uh, ESPN Plus, pay-per-view, yes. Um, okay. So good luck to those in there. Um, we'll, we'll talk about a link, Sam. Uh, but that Devin Haney has basically been called out by Shakur Stevens, uh, Javante Davis's potential fight. So the top, the cream of the crop are all doing this, but he has to get past uh, Vasily, who is not going to be a easy task. Uh, but to get to an easy and fun task, Sam, do you care? It is your time done, to shine. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't. We haven't. Sam, lead us in. Let's go. Let's get this. Do you care going? Hey, did you? Did you watch the Yankee game last night? Did you see that? I didn't watch the Toronto Blue Jay broadcast, um, although um, I think it's Dan Schulman, right? Is the used to be the uh, ESPN guy, but um, the play-by-play team noticed that Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge was looking sideways towards the Yankee dugout right before Aaron Judge hit this moonshot of a home run to deep center field i think it went 460 miles or 460 feet and like almost 150 miles per hour off the bat like moonshot so basically everyone's like all right what's going on here and uh when judge was was asked about it he kind of seemed caught off guard uh aaron boone was just uh kicked out of the game for arguing a low called strike on judge which happens all the time and it's really annoying and this had no business being being a strike at all but uh Aaron kind of seemed annoyed that uh Boone even went out there to do that but uh the MLB just said that an investigation is unlikely because uh you know not looking too much into this but do you care is Aaron Judge cheating no <laughs> No. Yeah. First off, that as quickly as he looked over, he had to look back because the pitcher essentially was delivering the ball to him, and then he knocked it out. He said he was looking over into the dugout because his teammates kept chirping. After Aaron Judge, I mean, after Aaron Boone already did his job, got thrown out and defended him, he said he tried to pause or call a timeout and tell Booney to basically chill out. Like, yeah. I got this. I appreciate you. I got this. It's too late. When he did his thing, and that was it. Um, I don't. He's never been in a situation like this. I just really feel that this is this is just a part of the rivalry. Like it's just petty. Blue Jays hate the Yankees. Yankees hate the Blue Jays. Type things. Um, shout out to the bum Josh Allen, by the way, because he was wearing a Yankees uniform when he was invited to the game, and now he's with the Toronto's and can't wear the Blue Jays uniform. You bum. I'm joking. Josh Allen's a phenomenal quarterback. Um, but yeah, I, Sam, I don't care about this. I think this is just whatever. It's, I don't care either. I do what I. I say. Yeah, I what I do care is like 
he seemed really annoyed at his teammates up six nothing and continuing to do mm-hmm. this and like he has just like he's put in overdrive how much of like a leader of this team that he is and he's you know it was just a it was a cool if if that's what did transpire and you know what if this pitcher jay jackson who has according to the yankee broadcast bounced around all throughout the league and japan if he was tipping his pitches so the yankees weren't doing anything you can if you tip Illegal. pitches and you don't yeah if, the, on, if, yeah, if you. you don't yeah if you tip your pitches and the other team's smart enough to figure it out that's shame on you as long as they're not using cameras and trash cans and all this other stuff like you know i i have no problem with that T- pitcher's been tipping pitches for years if that's the case if not you know i we've watched all of aaron judge's career i've never seen him be questioned like this before and i've never seen him look at the dugout and they're on and they're in toronto so it's not like it's you know the astros didn't cheat when they were on the road either but i can understand the suspicion especially after the post astros world series so i i get it um but i i don't think there's anything there i don't care at all but how about this the oakland athletics have reached an agreement with bally's and the gaming and leisure properties uh, to build a potential stadium on the Tropicana Hotel site right on the Vegas Strip. Uh, they announced it on Monday that a 30,000-seat stadium will be built on a 35-acre site, and it should cost around $1.5 billion. Do you care? Moneyball who? Um, <laughs> uh, I... I care for two reasons. I care for the city of Oakland because they are now they've lost now two historical franchises uh, in the Raiders and now the A's. And we know the history that both of those teams have. So I feel for the Oakland fans because now they have to travel to Vegas to see their team if they're still going to consider that to be the team, which I'm sure they will. But when I say that at the same time, um, nobody traveled to the A's games when they were in Oakland or are in Oakland because those seats are always empty. So maybe this will actually raise uh, the athletics fan base and we'll have more people because I'm sure people in Vegas are, I mean, I've been in Vegas plenty of times now. If I was out there and there was a game, I'm absolutely going to go catch a game if I'm there. Why not? You're in, you're probably, it's going to be a beautiful stadium. I'm 100% sure of it. The amenities that are going to be in there, the access, like it's it's Vegas. So I think this is a win-win for the athletics. Not so much maybe the Oakland fans, uh, but for for baseball, I think this is a huge win because this could revitalize this franchise, possibly. Yeah, the, baseball can't exist in Oakland, and it's, it's sad because, yeah, there are Oakland athletic fans. I know some athletic fans, and I don't blame them for not wanting to go support this team because their team is is very bad they didn't record a starting pitcher didn't record a win this season until like last weekend the last there was some crazy stat that bryce harper came back from tommy john surgery before the a's record starter recorded a win so like i i I understand um yeah baseball in in vegas thirty thousand people like achievable vegas is great my wife went to allegiant stadium to see taylor swift she said it was unbelievable uh i've been to vegas plenty just like you uh you know i 
just think it's better for baseball. Sadly, people even in playoff situations really weren't going to Oakland and there's, you know, we could do a whole podcast on probably why, but um, I care. I, I, I think this is good for baseball. And um, would you still be a, if you're, if your favorite team left in a situation like this, like the Rams left St. Louis, would you still be a Rams fan? Would you be a chiefs fan? Like, how would that work? Do you well, feel you jilted enough to me. be like, you should have asked me if the Eagles left, would I still be an Eagles fan? And yeah, that's what, if you're a favorite yeah. team. Absolutely, okay. yes. I'd still be an Eagles fan. I'm not going to change just because they changed cities. Um, that's just that's just who it is. And it's not like, I mean, especially for me with the, being an Eagles fan, it's not like I live in the state anyway. <laughs> so it's it's yeah. it'd be harder if it was the Yankees. Like, I'm telling you right now, if the Dodgers never left New York, I would have been a Dodgers fan, not a Yankee fan, just because of the history. I'm gonna, I can flat out tell you that right now. Um, but that's not what happened, and it is what it is. Um, I'll ask you this before we get out. How about you? I think it would depend on on the situation. Like, if the Jets left, I don't know if I could still be a Jets fan. It, like, it depend. I guess it would, you know, the situation is, is all different there. But, um, yeah, it would probably be hard. You know, some of yeah, these sure teams it where it's be. like, why did they leave? Like, you know, Oakland, the writing's been on the wall for a very long time. Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. writing's been on the wall for a very long time. So, you know, or there's, if, you know, are people in Seattle still Thunder fans? Like, are, you know, I can't imagine they, that they would be, but I don't know. Fortunately, yeah, we're I, in markets where that's not going to happen. So I'm very, very thankful for that. And I'm very, very thankful for you, Sam. So, Tell the people why we're thankful for them and take us on home, sir. I'm I'm thankful for you. That's great. Oh, appreciate it. That's hey, it's cool. May 17th, episode 97 in the books, Chasing Points podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, however you listen, you know, check us out on the uh, on wherever you get your podcasts, obviously. So uh, for Brandon, my name's Sam. Thanks so much for listening. I'm going to go coach some T-ball. Peace. I will say this to you guys. It is crazy to me that the Dallas Renegades won a championship before the Dallas Cowboys. You have a great day, everybody. Goodbye.